The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the sweltering Studio City Valley location here, the Knapsack Files studio. This is Ken Knapsack. This is the Knapsack Files. I have already uh, this clinking sound you hear. Is this is going to be a little bit of a whiskey show? And if you've listened to the Knapsack Files long enough, you know that that's when my tongue starts to fly, uh, because I am bringing back a guest. So that means I don't have to be prim and proper. No, she's already been in the studio. You know her. She is Alicia Malone from well you were from so many things everywhere i know you of course most from the schmoes no movie show and the schmoes no uh network where you've got profiles with scott mance yeah so excited about that show yeah. it's so much fun and uh, we had scott on last week and and um that ball of energy that that man is now <laughs> yes. i'm so happy to have you here alone last time we had your counterpart in crime maude garrett here mm-hmm. um and we determined that yes you were born and raised in another country and you came here and you were brave and i really do think you're brave for coming to this country with nothing but a smile and a dream and I have so much respect for you but now uh, I kind of I just want to talk about movies with you yeah because you are what I like to do you were the movie girl Mm-hmm. It's Malone's Movie Minute. That's uh, one of the things. Well, first of all, where else can they find you? You do so many things. Oh, I wrote down a list of all the things that I do, and it's really long. Okay, so obviously the Schmoes No Movie Show and Profiles. Then AMC Movie Talk and also AMCI Independent Spotlight, which is a mm-hmm. new show that's just begun on AMC. Then there is Fandango. I do a lot of interviews right. for them. And then Hollywood Today Live, which broadcasts on Fox. I do a couple of segments a week. Malone at the movies. Then and That's great because that's getting to like a national. Yeah, you know, that's like right? real TV stuff. That's really fun. <laughs> and then I do New Zealand TV, the breakfast show. I do yeah. a, a live satellite thingy, whatever mm. you call it. Um, once a week and then I work for several different Australian outlets Studio 10 Australia Today Show Australia Event Cinemas which I play in the little lobby while people are waiting to get tickets and that's where people see me the most Foxtel Movie Show Australia which is on cable and then of course I do Tick Tick Boom with Maud yeah and I also have my own website, Malone'sMovieMinute.com. So I just never sleep, basically. Yeah, you have no personal life then, right? Then no, it's all that. It's all work. Um, why? <laughs> and today, I almost feel guilty that I, I drug you over here because you recorded profiles. You were like at the Expendable Three premiere. Mm-hmm. After this, you're like on a helicopter to New Zealand or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You've had like three or four outfits on in the day. Yes. So I'm so glad that you can uh, take the time out of that day to come here. But of what course. what all that means is you really know movies. Yeah, I love movies. That is my obsession, and I feel so grateful that I've been able to make my hobby Mm -hmm. into my job. That's the dream, right? It is. My hobby is watching professional wrestling. I've almost turned that into a job, (laughs) but it hasn't hit yet. Um, But as a kid, I talked into microphones in my room interviewing guests. So Yeah, I think we spoke about this, how back when we were young, we were both kind of doing things that we ended up doing. Yeah, we can start there with you. We talked about last time you were on um, the podcast here, and and we've talked off air too, so I might mix conversations. So if you're listening and you're like, wait, they didn't discuss that in an episode, that's because we've just been talking. (laughs) But um, you were kind of... I kind of describe you as, um, well, because from what I know you now, but it's kind of like the polite Tracy Flick 
from election. <laughs> yes. That's my vision of you. I don't Very know. tenacious. Tenacious. Yep, that's right. I've told you this story before about me starting my own film club yes. at school and then trying to campaign for people to get to watch these classic movies. I was so outraged. Little Alicia <laughs> Malone, blonde and shaking her fist. Why have you not seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Why have you not seen Citizen Kane? I can't believe you guys. That's what I find to be the most adorable part of that story is this young Alicia <laughs> just imagine. like just like with a clipboard going, you need to watch these. I mean, come and on. It, it's kind of translated because I think you have a mental clipboard of what I need to watch. Yes. Having worked with me on Schmoes now. Having worked with you on Schmoes now, I'm amazed by two things. One, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how much you do know about films, okay. yeah. which I think is much more than people give you credit for. I, thank you. Trivia thank you. contest, you've mm-hmm. proved that. Mm-hmm. Number two is how many films you haven't seen <laughs> when you work for a movie show. You've seen some films, obviously Star Wars, you know Inside Out, Back to Front. Yeah. But there's so many movies that I'm just like, how did you never see this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's become a running punchline. And I always say, and the fans, when they first discovered it in... Um, well, late 2000. No, when I joined the, the Schmozno podcast during Phase Three in late 2012, they didn't know it yet. And I was every time I had appeared on as a guest, when I was just a guest, it was as a something I knew: Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, Hunger Games, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns. It was something that so I could be like expert, 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 expert. <laughs> and then stuff started uh, uh, <laughs> coming out, coming out. Yeah. And it just, uh, yeah, nope, nope, nope. Uh, and the fans turned on me a little bit. And uh, George McCann, one of our most dedicated and passionate fans, one of yes. the admin guys behind the Schmoville fan page, I remember he tweeted me like in all caps, George, if you're listening, I love you dearly. <laughs> Entertain me to no end. All caps, like, how can you produce a movie show? And my answer was, and I still kind of have that answer, hey, you need someone like me to run a movie show. Otherwise, I'd be lost in the mushroom sauce just kind of wanting to join the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Now I can be like, hey, Malone, you got three minutes to talk about this movie. Yeah. Right. Get to work. Just- that's and that's me. I feel like I'm still that young, blonde, little shy gal shaking her fist. Why have you not seen these movies, Ken Napsok? Why? We're going to have to do something about that then. Yes. Uh, um, of the AI, AFI Top 100, mm-hmm. I think the 2007 list, mm-hmm. uh, I think I've, I I actually surprised myself. I, I was getting into the low 20s of movies I've actually seen. That's pretty good. It's not bad, it's right? Not bad, but there, I'm sure, are some major holes of yeah, because like seen. I've seen Titanic, which somehow is on the list, but not like Casablanca. Uh, what? You haven't seen Casablanca? No. Oh my gosh. So, so this is not the beginning of a beautiful friendship, is what you're telling me. This is <laughs> no. the beginning of you. But so you know everything. You know all the pop culture references I do. from it. That's I pick amazing. up. I, that's why I win trivia contests. I just know stuff. Yeah. Even if I've seen it or not. Well, I would love to mm-hmm. sit down with you and show you some of these classic movies. Okay. And actually see them through the eyes of someone that's never watched it before. I think okay. that could be really interesting. That that would be like almost a show. Yeah. We should pitch this some kind of a show or series. I would maybe, love maybe that. the fans of Schmoville who are listening can because I know the sh- fans of Schmoville have been rooting for me to watch a lot of movies. Yeah, and they've been calling for a classic movie show. Right. So this could be perfect. <laughs> we sit down with the AFI Top 100 list, or if you want to go something that's less hardcore, yeah. the Top 100 Hollywood Reporter list that came out recently, okay. which includes things like Schindler's List and mm-hmm. a few more updated things, Blade Runner, which I know you've I seen. Have, uh, 
uh, have not seen as Scott Mance learned on air last week. Yeah, it's a little more mainstream because yeah. the AFI list is great, but it's a lot of like Charlie Chaplin and kind of really. Which is old funny. Stuff. I've seen some Chaplin stuff. I've seen. I was in film school for a while. Yeah. Screenwriting, studied film and TV pr- uh, production, so I've seen a lot of that stuff. Hmm. Mid '90s stuff, I've seen a lot of because I was in school at that point, '94, '95. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely, uh, around that time. But some of the older ones, I always, I, I'll piss people off. I'll say anything prior to '72 doesn't exist for me. <laughs> oh no! And that's not entirely true. You know, I love Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, yes. stuff like that. But here's the thing: like, I have, I'm a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan. So uh, to me, the movie The Graduate has a special place in my heart. Mm. I've never seen it. Oh, what? I just love the music. But (laughs) you're so busy. I will have to, this sounds scandalous, I will have to take you into my room and show you my movie collection. Okay. Your mind's going to blow because you're going to be like, okay, that's there. Why is there cellophane on it? I'll be like, I haven't watched it. Like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. What? You haven't watched it? It's still wrapped up in the package. Oh my gosh, I just rewatched that the other week and it was fantastic. You own it. So you just need to take the cellophane off it. Off it. And some of these movies I haven't seen in a long time, so I would right. love to rewatch them okay. as well. I think that could be really cool. So we could do like a little review. We have like a little goal here then. Okay. It's We should call it like Alicia. 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 This whiskey. <laughs> this whiskey's hit me already. Alicia. My tongue is sticky. Uh, Alicia teaches Ken movies. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that because I also get a lot of tweets and a lot of Facebook requests from people just wanting yeah. me to give recommendations of classic right. movies that they should see that maybe they haven't seen, maybe they feel bad that they haven't seen. So it's almost like film class. Alicia's film class. Yeah. Ken's the first student. Yeah. A hundred films, a hundred episodes. That would be great because some of it I think you would really love and you'd be mm. like, okay, now I feel like my life has changed and I wish I'd really? seen that earlier. Some things you'll probably be like, I don't get it. I don't understand I see- why this is a classic. I'm game for that. I'm game for that, and that's one of the reasons I brought you here today, other than to give you some whiskey, because you <laughs> said you weren't sure about whiskey, and I wanted you to have I like it whiskey. now. Um, you gave me some good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very good stuff. It's very good stuff. Um, sorry, I'm also getting uh, t- uh, texts right now that are distracting me, because even <laughs> then, people are... Um, um, are telling me what movies to watch. Well, I get someone <laughs> oh, really? yeah, t- telling me, you should go see this movie. I'm not going to see it. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons I, I wanted to discuss this with you and why I'm intrigued by it, and you and I talked, I, I centralize and uh, egocentric size, if that's a word it is now, <laughs> um, my movie-going experience. So while I can appreciate the, what the classics are, Mm-hmm. And how they change things, and I love talking to Scott Mance about the history of the blockbuster mm. and, and release dates. This that guy's an encyclopedia for he July second, nineteen eighty five. He's Rain Man when it comes to crazy. release dates. You can throw any film at him right. and say when was it released, and he will get it. I don't know how he does it because I'll I'll roughly say the year. Whether I've seen the movie or not. Blade Runner, I knew was 82. This guy's like, oh, it was a summer day in July. (laughs) The temperature was 85 degrees. And he'll tell you what other films came out around the same time. It's fascinating. We talked about that time frame, uh, (laughs) that like like Raiders and all these movies and and, uh, The Thing and and, E.T. That's the the, the five weeks of like, wow, legendary stuff. Good year. Good year for film. That's when I was born. Uh, Okay. Okay. Wow. You just revealed that age out there. Uh, Wow. Uh, Listeners and AppSec files are taking notes right there. I know. And that's actually the most second Googled thing when it comes to me is like Alicia Malone age. Age. And then, of course, Alicia Malone feet because they always do that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's the price of uh, being a successful. a uh, successful woman in this business, and oh, yeah. God, boy, we could talk about that for a while. But the primary reason, 
I, I, I centralize it and, and make it all about me because I'm a retired stand-up comic, and that's what we do. So when I go see a movie, it needs to really affect me on a deep personal level. Mm-hmm. And the movies I love, I love with all my heart. Yeah, I know. I love them with all my heart. Uh, we, You and I talked about Shop Girl. Mm. I just watched that again last week for the 20th time probably. Which would be one that not a lot of people would have seen. Right. So that surprised well, me. Peter Steve, well, Steve, I'm a Steve Martin fan. Yeah. Have, uh, have the book, the novella, read that. But that movie is me on some level um even something as obtuse as collateral one of my favorite movies yeah, the reason being that. tom cruise's character in that movie represents a very dark part of my personality mm-hmm. and i'm attra- att- attached to him in that movie in a weird way mm-hmm. but also to jamie fox's character who never who had the the island hanging in the in the, the, yeah, yeah. the his cab and his goal he never reached and that was me for a long time so that's what i look for and i get to those deep parts in the movie okay there's also good parts you and i have a, have a shared love of amelie Oh, One of my all-time favorite movies. Definitely. That melts my cold heart. Whimsical. Yeah. My question to you, though, oh, is yes. how do you know that it won't affect you personally if you've never seen it? That's a very good question. Um, it sometimes comes down to topics or what I think the movie might be about. Um, so... This is gonna the only quick example I can say, and this is related to TV shows, all right? Uh, one of my all-time favorite TV shows is Rescue Me. It's a Dennis Leary firefighter show. Mm-hmm. Love that show. It's as weird as it got at some seasons. Love that show. I am a trained first responder. I have a lot of friends who are firefighters, uh, a lot of friends police officers. I work in a, in, a, in a first responder type of industry. So I'm attracted to that theme, that story. Then you get there and, oh, I'm a lot of like one of the characters, Kenny O'Shea, and that's who I am. I, so I identify then. Again, self-identify. Show came out around the same time that all my other friends who loved Rescue Me fell in love with was Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I haven't seen more than two episodes. Didn't get to me because I was like, eh, it's about bikers, criminals. I'm not I'm not interested. You're not into it. So I use that example because that's the easiest thing I can understand. So I'll see a movie. You can throw a classic out there. I don't know. And I'll be like, that ah, doesn't seem to be about people I'd like. <laughs> Rear window. Hitchcock. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> what, right. Rear window, right. Is, it have, he, is that the one he's in the wheelchair watching people? Yeah. Right. All right. So Are I know you that. fascinated by voyeurism and... And the lives that we uh, imagine of other people outside our window. Uh, I don't know you well enough to tell you that. No, <laughs> Alicia. Um, yeah. That's so, an example. It might be wrong of me. It It is wrong of me. Yeah. And that's why I brought you here. Because I'm so intrigued by movie people who know it, live it, love it. Look, music means so much to me as it means to a lot of people. But I you know, used to work in the music industry as a journalist and radio guy. So stuff gets into my soul and it's there and I get it. And even though I might not like that band that you like, I get why you like it. In movies, I struggle mm-hmm. to understand why you like might like a classic movie. I'm like, I just, it was made in like 34. Like they talk like this and I don't understand. <laughs> and I just, and I, I check out of those movies. Well, I think for me, I think we might've mentioned this last time, mm-hmm. but just that my dad was such a huge movie buff. Right. So when I was very young, he used to drag me out of bed and be like, sit down and mm-hmm. watch this movie. And this is why it's so great. So I think it was ingrained to me mm-hmm. at a young age. And I also fell in love with the glamorous side Mm. of Hollywood, especially the 50s. I became so intrigued by Marilyn Monroe. And then I started reading a lot of books on Marilyn. And Mm. then you discover the two sides to her. I found that so fascinating. Mm. So then from there, it just grew and grew and grew. And I see things like the AFI list as a challenge. Okay, I want to get to all of these movies. I want to know all these movies. And they 
just hold, I guess, a, more of a nostalgia for me mm. than something like a Marvel movie. And I understand why people like Tiffany Smith love the Marvel movies because right. for her, she grew up reading comic books. So right. that's the nostalgia value. For right. me, it's all about that glamorous age of Hollywood. Of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I, look, I could totally get that then. I can get that aspect. But there's got to be something to where you um, – it probably – it. It doesn't probably. It just means you're a better person than me. No, it because, doesn't. Because that means... I think I'm similar to you with music. Like music, okay. I like what I like and I listen mm-hmm. to the same things over and over and over again. Right. If someone plays me something new, I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Right. But I don't go out of my way to seek anything new outside of what I'm comfortable with. But gotcha. movies, for some reason, I always have. Okay, that's a very good example. That's, I mean, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. Uh, I'm, I'm in my bubble, and I don't want to leave my bubble. And I'm not all, but like, I'm not a huge Marvel guy. Yeah. Um, I did love Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved it, but I also thought it was popcorn. Mm-hmm, and and uh, yeah, I know you and Scott Mance were like the only two critics in the world who were like, okay, yep, yeah, cool, next. Like, yeah, it's fun, but uh, not much of a plot. Right. No, I, which I agree. It's, it, it's good time. Yeah, good time. It, and I had a great time in it. But I didn't like uh, the other ones. Cap, Cap 2 I liked. Yes. Uh, and Avengers. so if you like Cap 2, then mm. you'll enjoy the political thrillers of the 1970s. Oh, I was hoping you were going to like throw something out. All right, so all the Three presidents. Days of the Condor. Oh, okay. Which starred Robert Redford, so it's mm-hmm. kind of a nice full circle moment. It is. On Cap 2. Hail they actually Hydra. called it, yeah, they actually called it like... Uh, Three Days of Captain America as their uh, working title because it was a nice uh, thing. All I'll, the President's Men? Have you seen I, that? I've read the script. Oh, you've read the script. Uh, from screenwriting class. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Um, and I like historical stuff, so I could get it. So, yeah, so so what I guess the difference what I was going with while, you were, while you're a better human than me <laughs> is if I can't find myself, my miserable self in the movie, I'm like, ah, I'm not interested. Yeah. You are just open to the world, and this is probably why you've traveled a lot more than me. Come, <laughs> bravely come to a new country, and you have tattoos that say explore. And <laughs> dream and dream, discover. And uh, my tattoos say go back to bed. But um, Isn't that funny? Because I use films as a way of escape. So I love nothing more than staying at home and watching a movie. And if I don't have to work, if I don't have to be anywhere, that's where you'll find me. Friday, Saturday night, I'm very happy. I know you guys tried to (laughs) drag me out the other night to see Mark Ellis doing Uh his his stand-up. And I actually really want to see him. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yeah, but I can watch a movie. And I've got the bath and the bus running. And I've got a glass of wine already. And that for me is an escape because I get to go into someone else's life for a bit, even if it's horrific. Because I know Maud doesn't like her safety bubble being Maud has a safety bubble, yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't like anything. I love something that rocks my world, something that makes me feel Mm -hmm. something different that I don't get in my day-to-day life. Okay, now you're explaining it. Now I can get this. So so you, again, where I see, well, I don't know that character because it ain't me. I'm out. You're like, this is a, a different point of view, a yeah. perspective, a journey I'm going to go on. I would it. actually hate to see myself in the movies really? like someone like me. Why? I would love to. I love to imagine myself as someone else, and that's what I love about movies. Imagine a- myself as Amelie for you know, oh, an wow. hour and a half and That's... enjoy that. Or even imagine Schindler's List and just mm-hmm. be transported into another time and place, even if it's horrific. And kind of what what would you do? How would you react? Or I guess is so, that, is that yeah. kind of connection? It just, it just completely transports you into another world. So any film that makes me do that, mm-hmm. the films I don't like are the standard popcorn things like Transformers. Look, no human that. should, but I know obviously yeah. $1 billion of, of proof that there is. And I get turning it off. I I get relaxed and turn off your mind, relax and float downstream and just watch something. I get it. 
Yeah, I um, want something that makes me think, something that makes me feel, something so, that you just want to talk about afterwards. What What are some of these? What are some of the the biggest feels? All the feels you've All had in movies feels. that you didn't expect, or happy, angry, sad, tears, joy. Yeah, tell me something. Well, uh, I'd say my top five favorite films would reflect that quite well because Shawshank Redemption is number one. Okay. Shawshank Redemption never fails to make me cry. Have you seen it? I don't want to give anything away if you haven't. Parts of it. <laughs> Parts of it. So there's old Mr. Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, old Brooks, and he has been institutionalized. Slightly spent, familiar with that, yeah. Yeah, 50 years in mm-hmm. prison. He finally gets released, and he finds the outside world a lot scarier than mm-hmm. the inside world. That little scene rocks me to the core every mm-hmm. single time that I see it. And then you've got something but, but, like... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. What, makes me sad. What connects you to that of you? Does anything in you connect to that? Or is it just this appreciation of another so. human going through this problem? Yeah, I think it's just empathy. Okay. Empathy and compassion. It makes me feel really sad, but I don't see any of myself in him. That makes you, it makes you such a better person than me. <laughs> I just want to give him a hug. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad. Okay. Then right. you've got something like Fight Club, which mm-hmm. is my second favorite film. Right. And that obviously is a very different feeling. Uh, it makes such great remarks about society. The dialogue mm-hmm. is perfect. The violence is really brutal. And that yeah. makes me wince at the same time. But I guess it just makes me think about the world in a completely different way. And I felt changed after seeing that movie for the first time. Wow. My head it just exploded just a little bit. Uh, Amelie is another one we were talking about. I get that. Oh, yeah. That was so yeah. magical and wonderful and whimsical and yeah. See, all how, the cools. And how I tie that into me... <laughs> Is is uh, yeah? How I tie it in because there's a point in my life, and this is how, how bad I've become. I think, in uh, a point in my life where my heart was just on my sleeve, and I was all about about love and romance, but it may be in a surface fact, but but also just there was a whimsy to my heart. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's been kicked out of it, and it's been on the side of the road somewhere in L.A. Aww. But that movie, when one of my friends, a female friend I work with, she's like, "Oh, you got to see that movie." You and she looked at me. She was like, "You." will love that movie it's got such a heart and uh, absolutely that movie um it it brings such joy it's a flutter in my heart that movie all the good deeds she does Mm -hmm. i love the scene when she's walking uh next to the blind guy explaining everything that's happening seeing it and it's just like oh that's so amazing i'd love to do that yeah and i mean and i'm not one of those subtitles that are watching but i it's one of the only subtitled movies i've just I forgot that they're subtitles. Mm. You're just so into the movie. And then you got something like Being John Malkovich. Okay. Have you seen I've that? I've seen that one and I love it greatly. I love that mm-hmm. film because it's just so weird and strange and I guess you can imagine yourself in Malkovich's mind. I like all the comments it mm-hmm. makes on puppeteering and the yeah. puppeteering of people. Very fascinating. Um yeah, I love that one. That also came out what that was ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ma- that Mance was and I talked about Fight that last Club. week. Yeah. Era Great year and for Magnolia and yes. Galaxy Quest. Well, two of my favorite co- movies. And Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kubrick. Yeah. I don't understand Kubrick. Oh, I love Kubrick. I, I'm Clockwork not saying Orange is yeah. another one of my favorites. And it's 
he's one that I like. I get it. Yeah. I get why he is who he is. I get it personally. I'm just like Duh. I've seen Full Metal Jacket mm-hmm. more than any of the other ones. Um, maybe because I'm a little boy who liked Army growing up. You know what I mean? But um, so yeah, it's a little. He's a little bit of a homework assignment for me. Like I feel like I'm watching in a uh, something in class. I have to learn when <laughs> right. I'm watching his movies. Well, Clockwork Orange is another one that really just just destroyed me because of the. The violence and then how the bad guy isn't really the bad guy in the end mm-hmm. and how they change him and how they make his eyes all wide right. and make him get I think I saw the Simpsons episode yes. first before I saw oh, the before you went back. Clockwork Orange. Um, yeah, Clock I've seen once and it was during, during the film school era so I Alex Delarge. Yeah. Probably blocked a lot of it out of my head because I didn't know what I was watching. A little too. bit of the old ultraviolence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so again, there's a lot, I'm hearing a lot of empathy you have and a lot of learn. You're such a you Tracy Flick. It. You're this smart little studious girl, <laughs> just without the attitude of Flick. Yeah. You're, you're here learning with your clipboard. What else? Well, I want to. This is great. I, I want to. I'm learning about you. Okay. For how you feel through others. Well, I also rewatched the other day Apocalypse Now. Okay. Yeah. The horror. The mm-hmm. horror. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That is a film that makes you feel like you're in war. And, of mm-hmm. course, I hopefully will never experience sure. that in my real life. So I think being able to experience it through the safety of film is somewhat interesting. It makes you feel really discombobulated, mm-hmm. really just on edge, mm-hmm. on the edge of crazy, uh, turning into a madman. Uh, and I love Marlon Brando. Yeah. So him in that movie, I thought he was incredible. Uh, one of his, uh, I mean, he has so many like iconic roles, but absolutely one he's totally like when you his name pops up, it's a hey, Godfather. Mm. Uh, that guy, but his his head in that movie, you know what I mean? Like his face, the <laughs> yeah. visual of him just is in my brain. Oh my gosh! And then you have something like uh, gentlemen, gentlemen fur blondes or mm. uh, singing in the rain. Two wow. musicals that mm-hmm. I adore, and mm-hmm. they both make me so happy. So, Gentlemen Fur Blondes, I'm assuming you haven't seen I have, it? Yeah, you've assumed correctly. Okay, well, and I think many Familiar people... Familiar with it, in, in uh, a pop yeah. culture sense. Yeah, pop culture sense. Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe, that's where Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is right. from. But it's two best friends. She's the, the innocent, wide-eyed one. Then you've got Jane Russell as the sassy best friend mm-hmm. and they go on a cruise ship and it's just them working their way through men but it's so funny it's Howard Hawks who does yep. a great comedy and the the music is fantastic I remember me and my sister were so determined to learn the beginning song and do all the dance moves and again it's so glamorous <laughs> of that era Singing in the Rain is set in the 20s even though it was made I think in the 50s mm-hmm. and it talks about Hollywood on the cusp of the talkies and it is really funny gene kelly is fantastic but it also looks at the behind the scenes of hollywood and that i find really fascinating for someone who is so interested in film i've never wanted to make a movie but i find movies about the making of movies interesting you discussed that on uh, your recent appearance on josh mccougas between the sheets among other things um yeah. but um i uh noticed that you you just are like no i'm i'm an appreciator of of it and you don't want to create which is kind of in this town been in la now 16 years myself it's kind of refreshing to see a, a beautiful young woman be like no i don't want i don't want to act no I don't, i'm terrible please, no. terrible at acting it's good 
Oh, at the uh, Edge of Tomorrow press junket, they dress me up in the. <laughs> you've seen that. I've I mean, seen it. Dress me up in the outfit to do a scene, and it was fun, <laughs> but I was terrible. I was smiling the whole time. What was I doing? I wish this was a video show so we could have you reenact your death in oh, that scene. Oh, I died way too late. It exploded, <laughs> then five seconds later, I died with a smile on my face. <laughs> Terrible. Seems like kind of the way you approach life. Hopeless. You yeah, just kind of you just put a smile on your face and you get even through. when I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> even when you're dying. Um, what was the first really, really um, the, the movie that first really grabbed you in your youth or growing up or even now? That what was the first the first one? Well, I mean, as I said, I watched a lot of Hitchcock, but mm-hmm. I think it wasn't till I started studying film, which was later on mm-hmm. at school. When I realized, and it, and it sounds really snobby to say this, and sounds like a made-up answer, but it's true, Citizen Kane okay. was the first movie that really made me realize the, uh, or made me understand the puppeteer behind all the magic, mm-hmm. because it was really broken down for you, exactly what he did in every shot and how mm-hmm. he manipulated your feelings right. by the way it was edited and the way it was set and the pulling focus and all the new things that he discovered. That to me was like, oh my gosh, a light went off. Like, oh wow, like, they they totally f- Film as art, not yeah, just film entertainment. As art. Yeah. I always loved movies and I couldn't really put my finger on why mm. or what made one movie different from the others. And, I mean, I didn't go to film school. I didn't mm-hmm. go to university or anything, but I just set to studying myself and yeah. watching as much as I could and reading as many books as I could. That really whet my appetite. <laughs> I'm just, like, picturing this, like, teenage Alicia in a room piled with books and movies and just, like, yeah. someone knocking on the door. Are you still alive in there? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That was Leave it. me alone. Every week could go down to the video store and, uh-huh. and my mom would always ask me what, she should watch and she still asks me she sure. still calls me up today and says what, what's, what's, what's on iTunes on? and I should watch and I'm like okay um, and I would go and I'd pick out seven movies for seven days for seven dollars so I'd have a huge stack <laughs> of the VHS tapes and I would have a mixture of classics and then some new releases and some obscure foreign films in there and then I would just set to watching them throughout the week and and that was and that was so what I preferred and I didn't want to your, go out you'd give yourself homework assignments yeah that was all I wanted to do. And then uh, people would say, come out, go to this party. Or- come to the Comedy Store patio. We're all drinking, having fun. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm running a bath and watching a movie. Yeah, I'm Drinking sorry. wine like a classy lady. That's my yeah. ultimate is having uh, bringing my laptop into the bathroom, setting it on the sink. Okay, and in a so safe location. In a safe but- location, okay. away from the bathtub. But so I can still see it while I'm in the bath, drinking you- a glass of wine and watching a movie. Okay. That's your happy spot. And I watch it everything. I give everything a go. Do you? Just to see okay, if wh- I like it or not. Then what are some classics maybe that other people consider classics that you're like, eh? Uh, one that I always talk about as uh, being kind of a little bit boring mm-hmm. to me is Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. And I know I can understand why it's a classic. I can see, now see you're in my boat. Peter okay. O'Toole mm-hmm. is great. I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not into it. Same with bit. Gone this with is, the Wind. I okay. Think we, this is you getting really this? catty. This is you getting really catty this about is classics. This as catty I as I get. Yeah. You know? Gone with the Wind is one that if it's on, I'll be like, yeah, I might just watch something else. It's, okay. a little bit, it's a little bit long. It has great moments, but it is long. So is it – yeah. So I guess you – I'm trying to find that line that either you cross or don't cross to what connects you to that movie. Mm. You know, so I guess it's – so. Sure. 
you know, sure. I, 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 it's kind of mystical, isn't it? At times, yeah. So that's kind of like for me too, um, just like, not with the classics. Why would I connect to? Yeah. Why would I connect to The Godfather? I have no idea, yeah. but just because it's a great story. That 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 that's a movie about divorce or something, right? <laughs> that's right. Or that, no, that's Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have friends of mine who swear they're going to uh, harm me greatly because I still haven't seen Godfather. Whoa! It took me a long time to see. I'm not a. It's so weird. I I actually am obsessed with mob culture, in a weird historic kind of way. Yeah. And the starting of Vegas and all that kind of stuff. Not a big mob movie guy. I only saw Goodfellas after I arrested Henry Hill. Oh, really? I arrested Henry Hill Did one you? night. Yeah. That is awesome. And here's how much of well, a not for him, but yeah. <laughs> and, and and may you rest in peace. He passed away later, and it was in bad shape over over oh, over in Northridge. What but a story. here here. Uh, I'll tell you more off air about it, but um, here's how much of a non-movie fan I was. Me and my friend, who's a police officer, we arrest him, and we're walking back, and he's like, don't you know who I am? I'm Henry Hill. I'm Henry Hill, man. I was an army ranger. I became this. And he's telling me the story, and I'm like, in my mind, Henry Hill was the first guy Billy the Kid shot in Young Guns. <laughs> yeah. So I go, yeah, congratulations, Billy the Kid shot you in the outhouse. I know who you are, man. That's great. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm Henry Hill. Didn't find out until the next day uh, who he was. And I took a picture of him when he was in handcuffs. And I, then I went and looked it up. And I was like, oh. And I knew, oh, Ray Liotta for Goodfellas and everything. So it took that for me to watch Goodfellas. So mm-hmm. for me to watch Godfather, I don't know what's going to have to happen. I'm going to chain you to a chair. <laughs> and then I'm going to use those things in Clockwork Orange. And I'm going to make you watch it. I'll give you that. I have, I have the handcuffs that I used on Henry Hill. Yeah. Like maybe you okay. Can use I will that. use those. Yeah. Because recently, of course, you know, I was involved in the Schmoville trivia, trivia contest, contest against very, Mark very well. Riley. What my plan was, Didn't was to study. So well. No, not at all. What my plan was, was to study all these guy movies, these action films <laughs> that I know Christian and Mark are into and they probably ask questions about. I ended up just rewatching The Godfather, <laughs> The Godfather Part Two, and Apocalypse Now. That was, was I had good intentions. And recently for AMC mm-hmm. uh, versus, we did an episode of Serenity versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And I decided to rewatch Serenity. I got like twenty minutes into it, and I was like, "Yeah, let's, uh, let's watch Reservoir Dogs again." <laughs> So, uh, I'm okay with you on that one too. I like, and I, like. I, I like a lot of Tarantino stuff too. So and that's that's what's weird about me too. If you go to my movie collection, it's like, like and JTE Josh the engineer from Schmoes always says he's like the things you have seen puzzle me more than the things you haven't seen. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any yeah. rhyme or reason to it. I tell you what I do have in there, mm-hmm. and you'll appreciate this because I just saw you talk about it. Um, I do have a copy of Spice World. <gasps> Yay! Have you watched it, or is it Several still times. okay? Good. I've watched that one. Haven't watched The Graduate or One Flew Over no. the Cuckoo's Nest, but I have seen Spice World about three times. Do you have the thing where you sit down to watch a movie and you think I should be watching this serious film, but you know, I just rewatch a fun movie? Used to. Used to. Yeah. I used to, and there just became a point. Um, in the early 2000s where it was like, no, I'm just going to watch what, what I love. And I'm I, and sometimes things stumble into my life mm-hmm. and I love them. Yeah. I, I, uh, for whatever, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, which is not a classic by any means, but it's one of my favorite modern uh, comedies and movies. Mm. Saw the trailer and was like, I'm going to love that movie. Yeah. Stumbled in the theater and, and saw it. So, um, so you know what you're going to love. Sometimes. It's, yeah. it's a little, I don't mean to get weird about it, but it's a little mystical sometimes. A little mm. time, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I know. My soul's in that. 
Yeah. Um, recently, I'm rewatching it right now uh, again and again. Probably about the tenth time I've seen it is is up in the air. Uh, Jason Reitman, I think, did, did a great job with the book. I haven't a chance to read the book yet, but um, that movie that movie was written in the key of my soul. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, I related to that film as well because you travel so much with right. work, and everyone thinks it's super glamorous, but the reality is oh, you're in yeah. a hotel room by yourself. I uh, yeah, that's where I. Uh, attached myself to the movie was him at the end alone gone what do i do yeah that's my life um mine too (laughs) so it's it's there like i'm not opposed to this i'm alone with my bath movies well well, yeah but by choice by choice it's not that we weren't calling you (laughs) no i get it yeah Uh, i know but i'm like that too I, i i you know for a long time you know i'd rather stay home and watch lord of the rings you know and i and i'm I'm attracted to those movies because of the epic moral lesson nature of those i just love epics in that regard so there's that's that's what attracts me to that more than the action figures Mm -hmm. but that doesn't hurt (laughs) um what else what i want give me like where am i to start Hmm. Where, oh, where? Gosh. Okay, we're going to start the show. And by the way, if anyone out there listening to fans of the Knapsack Files or or uh, fans of Schmoes know, and you're on the Schmoville page, um, you can play along too. Yeah. Tweet me at Ken Knapsack and include at Alicia Malone and see if you want Alicia to teach me about film. Where do you want her to start? That's what I want to hear. Well, I've got in front of me the list of top 100 films. <laughs> of course you do. According to, this it's, is the Hollywood Reporter It's on your one. little rabbit ears phone. Yeah, and I have watched 98 out of 100 of these. Oh, God bless you, child. Which will be remedied soon, so it'll be the full 100. Mm-hmm. And then I've highlighted ones that I haven't seen in a long time and need to rewatch. Okay. Number one is The Godfather. So I really believe that we should start there. Okay. I really think that is... Such a classic movie, and I totally think you're going to love it. Okay, that's a fair prediction. Everything I think I that's know about you, about me, about the way I like suits and and killing people in bathrooms with <laughs> guns right. or something weird. The way Whatever you happens. hold out your hand and then we all just kiss it, you know, because you're the pit boss. <laughs> that's how every schmoes and snow movie show starts. <laughs> exactly. Every so I think we okay. should start there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then number two on this list is The Wizard of Oz. I've seen that. You've seen that. Okay, I've seen so that we one. can. Citizen Kane. Have you seen that one? Uh, it's been a very long time. Yeah, the Shawshank Redemption. That sounds like you probably want me to start there. I really want you because to see here's that, the though. thing: if I if I watch that and I'm like, eh, you're probably like, out, get out, done. <laughs> this show's over. We're not doing it anymore. No, I think I'll be fascinated to hear why. Hear why? Yeah, I'll just be okay. like, but, but tell me why. But if I end I up. Understand bawling my eyes out crying yeah um i'm gonna blame you for what you've done to my soul i will come by with some whiskey okay and i'll save you that's good all right so what uh, two more give me, okay keep keep going down the list all right keep going who, who knows what I, I like this list because it's less hardcore than the uh, the afi list. afi one so number five is pulp fiction seen which i've love seen oh, yeah. i love that movie i mm-hmm. just want to i want to watch that again actually mm-hmm. when i get home casablanca number six okay really do have to see okay. that the Godfather Part Two follows on from the Godfather. What, what if I was just to start with three and work my way back? Okay, so <laughs> I would say I want you to see The Godfather. Okay. I want you to see Shawshank Redemption, okay. and I want you to see Casablanca. So that's the first. Those three. Okay. Is what I would love to see, and I want to hear what you have to say about them. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I want this to be clear. You're going to sit there and watch these movies okay, with me so you can good. take notes about my reaction to any, them. Any excuse to, yeah. to watch 
to watch these again. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, I'm not convincing you of something you don't want to do okay. here. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I, oh, no, because if you say, because here's, well, you saw you saw the other night after Schmoes, Josh, the intern hands me a documentary like the AFI Top 100, and I grabbed you it, said thanks, no. and I threw it on the ground. Yeah. Uh, once someone at work, uh, my, my day job said, uh, hey, you got to see the movie. you never seen Friday? Or, or, and I was like, no, 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 never seen it. I'm going to get it to you. That's okay, man. It's okay. I'm sure it's funny, dude. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's everything it's supposed to be. Get yeah, it, get it. But I'm good. So one day he shows up and he hands it to me. And I put it in the trash and I left work. <laughs> no. <laughs> Knowing he'd find it in five minutes, but he yelled at me quite greatly for that. Sorry, Bruce. I apologize. But you feel ready now to I explore. feel ready. My point is, if you just hand me a stack of DVDs and you say, see you in a week, nope, I'm going to rewatch Game of Thrones. Okay. I will sit you down. <laughs> yeah. And I will put it on. And, it, and I will watch you with like my yeah. chin just little, in my hands. Little, yeah, little, like a little bunny, like your little phone there, just watching, 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 watching. Yeah, and you will become a hero to all the people in Schmoville <laughs> who've been tweeting me for a couple years now to yeah. see a lot of these movies. Great. I almost saw Gremlins. You almost did. Do you feel like one of my friends mm-hmm. in Australia? Mm-hmm. He takes a hard line on movies. So mm-hmm. some of them, for no reason at all, he's just like, "Nope, I'm never seeing that movie. I am putting no, yeah. the hard line on it. I'm never seeing it." Do you feel that way with Gremlins, or you're open to? No, seeing I'm it? open to it. Um, I did, that one particularly. I said a lot because it was a movie I was not allowed to see as a child. Mm-hmm. Because of how I was uh, raised in a certain uh, home, and I talked about that ad nauseum and other other arenas, but um, so I wasn't allowed. And then when you get older, you just, it's just kind of not part of your life. If you miss something when you're young, you, you often don't come back to but it. But a lot of my friends, including our, our editor in chief of Shemosno.com, Mark Riley, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, JTE was like, you have got to, and you will. Here is a copy, Blu-ray, <laughs> and we're okay, man. Uh, another friend of ours. Uh, Miss Movies, who uh, have you ever uh, yes, talked with her on Twitter? Way. She um, hadn't seen it either because we had similar upbringings. And so we were like, well, let's make a thing of it. We'll watch it one day. I had this thing almost a full calendar year in my room. Finally had to give it back to him. I said, dude, I haven't watched it. I was about to. I was about to over the holidays because it's kind of a Christmas movie, correct? Right? Yeah. Allegedly? It, it is a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas time. It's just a little warm. Right. Cinema Sins who I love over there on YouTube. They did a CinemaSins on Gremlins. Yeah, I saw that. Watched it and went, I'm good. (laughs) I'm not going to see it. And handed it back to Josh the next week. (laughs) No, you have to see it just for Phoebe Cates' really dark story she tells about Christmas. Uh, That's what I hear. Weird. That's what I hear, but for me, I you know I'd rather see Drop Dead Fred again. Yeah. Than than uh, uh, if if I'm going to go to the Phoebe Cates canon I or think catalog. It does depend on what you saw when you were young. It does a lot, and I get that maybe it, I, I'm not so, but I, I'm not taking hard line on mm-hmm. it. Okay, good. I would see it, and I'd see anything you threw in front of me at least once. Um, but it just it yeah it it, it it's hard to explain. It's just I don't have a lot of time for for movies. I enjoy the movie experience going to a movie theater mm-hmm. however like i just saw guardians of the galaxy along with uh, one of the schmoes website writers joe ruscherello and uh, we went to ArcLight, and i love ArcLight. it's a good experience uh takes away my anxiety i have a lot of anxiety going to theaters because i'm like oh we're we gonna get a good seat who's gonna be behind me oh really and it was on a monday night i didn't think it would be that crowded but it was crowded mm-hmm. and i was so uncomfortable and no one was being horrible there wasn't kids and everything but it just the people coming in late the first scene of the movie's going and people are still like ah, we're over here we're number 18 <laughs> popcorn i'm like this is why i don't watch movies this is why i don't do it so i have a little trouble with the experience of going 
me and Scott Mance talk about how much we love going to a cinema and that moment when the lights go down mm-hmm. and you're starting the movie and mm-hmm. you don't know what you're in for. I love that moment. I, I love it too for what... But it's just the people around you sometimes. I can get I can get involved, look for things I love, um, as bad as they were. <laughs> Being uh, there at the midnight showings for the prequels uh, was awesome. Yeah, to, to have that experience, have that. that is definitely yeah. a shared... Because it's one of the last shared experiences we yes. have. It, it is. Return of the King in 2000, uh, was that four or five? Uh, no, three, 2003 for Return of the King. Um, had that experience, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Two Towers uh, I'd seen and didn't know what to expect because I had missed, missed Fellowship and caught up and was like, why, how did I miss this? I'm an idiot. I never read the books and blah, blah, blah. So Return of the King, that, that almost adrenaline slash nervous feeling when the movie starts, you're like, what am I in for? And I totally know what you mean with that. Yeah. I just only have it for certain movies. It seems as you have it for every for single every movie. movie. And even if it's terrible, I will stay to the end. I won't walk out. But I, I do get anxious about the seating because I like mm. to have an aisle seat just in case. I don't know why. In, I just it, like to, in case I need to run out, in case I need to go to the bathroom, yeah. I get anxiety about being in the center and sort of locked into one we, seat. Do you, do you mind being far or do you need to be close? I, I like to be middle. Not too close, but not too far right. either. If we ever find ourselves going to a movie together, we'll be all right. We yep. just have to compromise a little bit on the distance. Okay. I am usually, if you go to a movie theater and you're like, who's the weird dude in the far corner? That's you. That's me <laughs> up and above because I, I, my knee cramps up. I need some space. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll take a wall seat because I know no one's going to be behind me. Yeah. I hate, because uh, you know me, I'm super polite. I mm. hate inconveniencing people. So I right. hate doing this. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, and like have to go there yeah. and then have to do it on the way back. I actually have to steal myself outside the doors yeah. before I come back into a movie. If I'm in the middle, it's like, okay, Alicia, you can do this. Just be quick, be fast. Have a plan it's of like, attack. Yep. Just don't hurt anyone. Don't trip over anything. You'll be fine. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's why I have a lot of problem. I go to movies by myself 98% of the time. Yeah, me too. Um, because I don't. Uh, some of my nightmares have been like friends getting seats and like picking the middle. I'm like, oh no, I can't. But I can't say no. I can't. I can't be the jerk of the group of ten who are seeing this movie. Mm. Um, my ex girlfriend, if a movie started at eight, uh, well, let's start leaving at about seven fifty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I would have already been no, there at seven twenty-five. I like the previews. Yeah. I like yeah. to be settled. Mm-hmm. I also don't like going with anyone that I'm not sure will be open to the movie. I kind of like with see, you seeing classic films, that'll be a different thing. But sure. me sitting in a theater with someone who I'm like, oh, are they having a good time? Are they enjoying it? I'm so worried you about You feed them off the whole your time. own anxiety for them. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just worried that they're not having a good time if I've suggested yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I do, I've done that at live comedy shows. My friend performs over the groundlings and I've brought in some friends and it's like I can sense maybe they're not having as good a time. If they start moving or the worst, if they look yeah. at their phone, you're like, oh, no. Oh, and no. you're also embarrassed because then other people are like, put your phone away. Right. You don't want to be that person with that friend. Absolutely. It's so, a lot that goes into seeing a movie. There really is. There really is. And that's why I go like Monday matinees. Um, it backfired once. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Okay. So ninety between 99 and 2002, I used to see a lot of movies. And I'd go on Mondays, my day off, and I'd go to the Pacific Theaters over in Winnetka, California, where I once got heat stroke waiting for Phantom Menace tickets. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I went in to see Anywhere But Here, which mm-hmm. is Natalie Portman, Susan Sarandon. Like, cool. I like Portman. Down. Seems like a good heartwarming story. Uh, I like strong female characters. I actually really do. I always have. I've written a lot of them, too, in my past. Um, I go on a Monday afternoon. 
I get my ticket. It's weird enough when a dude by himself is like, uh, one for anywhere but here, please. <laughs> uh, eat, eat my tuna sandwich at the little restaurant that I used to go to. Had a routine. I had a routine, Alicia. Yes. And I turned the corner, and it was a school holiday. Oh, no. So the theater was packed with nothing but moms and daughters. Oh, no. And I literally, not joking, not exaggerating, let history tell me uh, that I am true. I was the only man in the theater oh. at the time. And I had to walk up while everyone looked to the seat in, like, the far hi, corner. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi. Big fan of Natalie Portman. That's yep. why I'm here. How you doing? How My you girlfriend's doing? on the way. <laughs> I'm not by myself. But that never happened. No. Yeah. Oh, and right gosh. before the movie started, another dude walked in. I wanted to be like, hey, dude, it's okay. Empty seat here. Yeah, I'm so, over here. Backfired there. I, I never get worried about being by myself, though, at movies. I, I never worry, like, oh, it's a... Saturday night, I should be with someone. I'm like, no, I'm cool. Uh, no, I like that. Watch a movie. Can you function like, like that normally? Too? Can you go to a restaurant by yourself? Totally. Yeah. I actually sometimes prefer it too. Yeah. I take a book, mm-hmm. or I just, you know, you have your phone. There's so much to do, or even just sitting and observing people. I'm never anxious about that. I'm never lonely. Yeah. I'm totally fine when I'm by myself. Right. Um, and but one thing that I do want to say that I love about the the movie experience here in America is how loud people get and how mm. they yell things at the screen. Sometimes, oh, you like sometimes that? Sometimes I love it with certain movies. For certain movies? Okay. That it makes it more fun. Uh, other people con- other like, countries, oh, no, not so much? No, no. But uh, other times, not so much. Australia is pretty quiet when okay. it comes to movies, so they don't really talk to the screen. And something I found really weird when I moved <laughs> over here was the clapping at the end. I didn't quite oh, get it. Really? It's like, who are you clapping Who are you clapping, clapping to? Projectionist back there. Like, I think it's just a shared experience, but I've always wondered that too. Now I like it. Now yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go movie. We, we all, we we all enjoyed that, right? Yeah. People are enjoying it. But at the time I was like, there's no one here. I could, well, yeah, they yeah. don't know that you're cheering. It's it's a cultural, clapping's a cultural thing, meaning either you do it or don't. Like in, in professional wrestling, if uh, you go to Japan and you wrestle and you're really good and the crowd loves you, it's completely silent. <laughs> it's respectful. Yeah. It's like then that, and a lot of wrestlers over the years have had to learn that. Like, oh my God, I failed. No one, and they're like, no, no, no. That means they loved you because they just wanted to sit and watch you work. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I would never have thought that. I guess it is a strictly American that would be loud, rude, and clap at nothing. Very, very loud. Australians are pretty quiet and pretty reserved, and we don't want to appear overly enthusiastic. Well, I that's the thing. just as a as a country, yeah, it's like, as, as a nation, it's like you don't want to appear super enthusiastic or super unenthusiastic. Just want to be in the middle, be like, yeah, it's cool. That's uh, I've never thought of you guys. I, I wouldn't think of. Usually, we've been taught horribly, probably, to think that you just you want to open up a can of Fosters and yell at a kangaroo. That's <laughs> what. Not. That's why all of us annoying Americans treat you so weird over here. Yeah. And really, as a nation, you're like, oh, we're just we're quiet. like we're cool, we're quiet. Uh, I find it interesting when you're somewhere and you're seeing different uh, people doing stand-ups, you know, pieces mm-hmm. to camera. I remember being in Rio for Fast Five Junket, and that's where I met. Tiffany Smith for the first right. time that was years ago and we all stood outside so we could all see each other doing our pieces to camera we had t- took turns with this one camera and I noticed that the Americans were so enthusiastic like oh my god we're here at Rio fast five Joe you know so excited and then the English were like yeah whatever we're here it's no, cool no big whoop whatever and then Australians were kind of in the middle in the like, middle yeah we're excited but not too excited <laughs> 
Calm down. I mean, it's really cool we, that we're here. We're not sure if we're here. Exactly. All right. We're all right. I find that's, that really fascinating. That's a great observation. I didn't know. That. I just. I mean, I can assume that Americans are the louts of the world. But. And the the few shows that I do that are on American TV proper, mm. I'm always told up the energy, up right. the energy, and I feel like I'm yelling. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited about this movie. But when you watch it back, I barely match barely, the energy of the hosts. Right. In your head, you're like, I really, wow, I really stretched that one today. And that's natural for them. That's their natural level. Right. But for me, it's like, oh my God, takes everything and I'm I, exhausted afterwards. I, I, maybe I do well in other countries because this is more like, this is how my hands are currently resting. My face is resting in my hand. Yeah, you do well in Australia. I'm just kind of casual, calm. Yeah, laid back. I don't get too uh, up. I, I do have a temper, but it comes out over, when it comes out, run away, but it doesn't come out once a year, maybe. Yeah. And I'm very calm and collected. Maybe that, you're teaching, maybe not. Not only do I need to watch movies, I need to move. Goodbye. <laughs> Come down to yeah. Australia, mate. Yeah. You love it. Absolutely. Uh, as long as I can run into Natalie and Broly on the street, but I think she lives out here she now. Does, so, yeah. Um, all right. I've seen it before at a restaurant. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I was like, Broly. Oh. All right. Give me an address after. You have so many things to get to in your life. I don't want to keep you for too long. And I feel we could talk about movies that affect you for a long time but mm-hmm. I got Shawshank I got some of these ones I want to know give me two other ones that we can talk about that really really all right are go-to movies for your soul for my soul Alicia Bugsy dig deep okay let me have a look because I I wrote down a bunch for things oh well mm-hmm. one that I spoke about uh, a little while ago in profiles when mm-hmm. we did our first episode and we talked about Spielberg yeah. is Jaws right I remember I've seeing seen your t-shirt Jaws. Yes, I have two T-shirts of Jaws. I can just mm-hmm. considered recently buying a third. Then I was like, no, come down, maybe buy a different movie. But <laughs> oh, Jaws no, no, no. for me, just that sense of fear that was mm-hmm. created by that movie. And it fascinates me that it's so scary, similar to Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. It's so scary, but you don't actually see that much. Right. That when you see the shark, it's not that scary. You can tell it's a mechanical shark. Sure. It's huge. It's just ridiculous. But... All the moments leading up to it and that music it just gives you that palpable sense of fear. And I think that's why it's so timeless. Have you seen Jaws? Um, <laughs> no. Most of it. Oh, my gosh. And the largest selection of it came recently because my roommate was watching it. And, and I'm being honest here, Bugsy, as we call you in Schmoes, off air. I sat down and was like, I should probably watch this for Alicia. Mm. And I sat down and watched a large chunk of it. Yeah. And then I had to go. Yep. And I was familiar with it before, this and that, but um, I can honestly say I was enthralled and I was like, oh crap, I've got to leave, but I don't want to. Good. So I passed that test. Good, good. Uh, all right. It, it, it's because of the storytelling, the anticipation more than the actual fear exactly. being realized. And it's great storytelling in that regard. And I totally get that. And Jaws reminds me a lot of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock because again same thing what you don't see is scarier than what you do and it's got that whole anticipation the lead up uh, yeah. Psycho is one of the first big twists that you didn't uh, really see movies, coming yeah. gotcha. both at the end and midway through what a twist yeah yeah, have you seen Psycho? Yes. Okay, good. Psycho. Yeah, it's good, a film good. school. That's a film school uh, statistic. Yeah, yeah, I remember studying the storyboard of like how it gets closer to the eye yep. and then the eye becomes a drain. Mm-hmm. So clever. So yeah. I love that one. And also right. one that I watch every single Christmas time. And this one never fails to make me cry at the end and it makes Die me hard. so happy. Oh, no. No. Okay. No. 
not Hans Gruber in Die Hard. It's it's a wonderful life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Stewart. Absolutely. Yeah. So the last three years, I've seen that movie in a cinema in New York, where they always play it, and. The line at the end where it says, no man is a failure failure who has friends, that kills me. Gets you. When all his friends come together to give him money, right. oh my god! Oh, you get a little tear. That, yeah, makes me so, teary. I get it. You feel, you like to feel. I like to feel, I, but I don't cry in as many movies as you might think. Recently, I saw a film called If I Stay, yeah. which stars Chloe Moretz. Right. Uh, it's based on a book. Her character, I'm not giving anything away because it's in the trailer. Her character has is in a car accident and goes into a coma. Mm. Meh. You didn't no. didn't cry at all. Didn't cry. No, felt nothing. But then movies like that will make. Me What's cry. the biggest in theater cry you've had? And then I'll share mine. It surprised me this one because I'm not usually into mushy romances, mm-hmm. but The Notebook. Gotcha. The classic. The notebook got me. You know what's funny? That's in my room in the cellophane. Oh, you haven't seen it. Yeah. A, a woman bought that for me. I am not one to advocate yeah. Nicholas Sparks movies, <laughs> but that one, the storytelling. I can see that. And the twist, which I won't give away if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. just whew, it yeah. got me right in my face. Unfortunately, feels. I think I know the twist because I just know pop culture enough yeah, to where I think That's I've known That's the trouble. It. Yeah. Um, what's yours? It's a weird. It's it's not weird. I, I stand by it. I'm not. I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not guilty. Don't. It's not a guilty pleasure feeling anything. Um, but it's a little. It's out there. Uh, I blubbered uncontrollably. Like we're talking snot, sniffles, like <laughs> uh, Mr. Holland's opus. Oh yeah, that got you. Why it that one hard. out of all the films? Of all of them? Yeah. I'll tell you why. And what? It's. Uh, I think that movie came out in '97. We'll ask Maybe. Scott Mance. He'll know. He'll know. Mance, what day was released? What was the weather like in Detroit? Uh, what was the weather like in Philly? Um, it came out of time. I have, I guess I could say I have an old soul, but that is, I, that's too romantic of a phrase to just say that I've just always been kind of a pessimistic, bitter a-hole. Um, no. So in 97, I was in radio, and I wanted to be a writer, and, and I was going to move to L.A. to do sketch comedy and all that stuff. And so I had, all, I had my hopes and dreams. Um, but I just always feared it would never work out. So Mr. Holland's Opus is about a man taking 30 years to accept that his dreams didn't work out, but he got what he wanted just in spite of it all. And so that journey, and you're on that journey, and I was fine. I was fine. I was watching it. His son's deaf. Yeah, it's great, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end where they, they he retires, he's forced in retirement, and they play his opus that he'd been working on from the time he was in his early mm-hmm. 20s. Lost it. Mm-hmm lost it shaking crying gosh and i'd seen it with my parents and a couple of their friends and i had it and i wasn't i'm not i've cried i've cried on air at my radio station before i'm not afraid to cry in public i was uncontrollable like i was (laughs) like it was disgustingly bad another one that really got me was actually the first film i ever saw in cinemas Mm -hmm. i remember very vividly it's one i don't like watching again because of this reason never-ending story the never-ending story. When the horse was in the yeah, mud. in the mud. I started screaming and crying because <laughs> I love horses. And I went underneath the seat and then mom had to drag me out so I couldn't watch the rest of the movie because I was so embarrassing. And you still haven't seen it? And uh, I have, but okay. I, I dislike it just on because principle. Of that? 
Yeah, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like feeling like this. You don't like... I, uh, it's totally different, but I've never watched The Dark Crystal right. after my childhood because the characters in The Dark Crystal so freaked me out yeah. and the woman with the eyeball that I haven't gone back to watch it as an adult. And it, if I see it on TV or something pops up like, or a picture, I'm yeah. like, I'm out, done, move. Yeah, I don't um, like never-ending stories. So because of that, because of the tragedy of the yes. horse. Yes, I don't like that film mm-hmm. at all. But it is, yeah, I do like movies that make me feel, but a surprisingly, surprisingly few movies actually make me cry. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah, you like the journey. Again, that might speak a little bit to I connect to things that really, really are about me, and yeah. you, you want to go on another person's journey. Exactly. Which, of course, means that we've learned here today, Alicia's a better human <laughs> than me. Not at all. Well, we could talk for a long time, but we're going to be talking more about movies later on if we do this show. Somehow, somehow, some way, we're going to put this together. Yes. Can we please get Schmoville? Yes to let us know if this is something you'd like to see. I'm yeah. really excited by this possibility, but uh, I remember speaking to Christian about it and he was not so sure that it would work because he thinks some movies would do well and then other movies no one would be actually interested in hearing about, but I you don't disagree? that. Yeah. Look, we'll find some way to do it, even if we uh, show it on MySpace um, on, our <laughs> own, on, our, on our Commodore 64s or somehow. We'll, we'll get it done. I yeah. think, I think uh, uh, Alicia's Film School, Alicia Teaches Ken, about movies, I think a lot of people would get behind. That'd be great. We could we could involve Schmoville. They could mm-hmm. watch it at the same time we are, and we right. could tweet along. Right. You know, I've Everything. always wanted to do that. We'll work it out. Okay. I want to learn from you. Yay. I want to learn. I would love to see the films through new eyes. Absolutely. And that's you. That sound that yes, these are they're old failing eyes, but they're new to you <laughs> in terms of movies. Well, it has been a joy talking to you. You seriously, uh, I'm gonna make you feel slightly uncomfortable. You are one of the best byproducts of me being a schmoes, getting to know people like you, Scott, Aww. Tiffany, but you are one of my favorites. You are you are such a pro and I love your your enthusiasm for what you are doing. It's 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 great to watch, and I love Thank love being you. getting to know you through this process, and so um, that's why I think I sat down and watched Jaws for like ten more minutes than I ever had in my life. It's like <laughs> I, I really need to do it for Bugsy. Well, I would like to return the favor and say that thanks to you guys and all the schmoes for embracing me mm-hmm. into your little family and really making me feel like part of the team straight away, mm-hmm. and also being there for me when I had some tough times personally yeah. recently. Yeah. Just felt like. You all have my back. We and did. That is great. We, you, you're part of the team. Team so Schmo. Yeah. We will kill for you if we need to or just give you a nice hug or slip whiskey into your glass yes that's what we're here for so um alicia's on so many things in life so um to make it easy you can go to her website Mm -hmm. malonesmovieminute.com or just follow me on twitter at alicia malone Mm -hmm. and you will be able to keep up with everything right and the thing we're so excited right now is profiles on the schmoes no network with manson malone i love your guys's logo yeah Uh, what are some of the profiles you got coming up that you're going to be talking about do you know yet Oh, we don't know. We've we've written down a ton, mm-hmm. and I would love to do Brando. Gotcha. Because I also want to do actors as well as filmmakers. And I would love, because I love classics, I would love to go old school and do Frank Capra and do, you know, like Howard Hawks and all those people, as well as, of course, we'll talk about Martin Scorsese. We'll sure. talk about Stanley Kubrick. We'll talk about all the greats. And oh, I'm so excited. I, 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 this, I get to geek out. Yeah, this is the best. This is your version of geeking out. This is my it's not just about capes out. and superheroes. Not at all. This is it. 
I love it. This is me. I love it. The show's doing great, and maybe I'll start to learn just from that, too. Yeah, well, I've started to learn about Star Wars by listening to Jedi Alliance. That's right. That's right. You can find the Jedi Alliance on the Schmoes Note Network and and Profiles and Meet the Movie Press and Guilty Pleasures. And all the shows, you can subscribe there on YouTube slash Schmoes Note Podcast or go to SchmoesNote.com and check the podcast section. Uh, Like Alicia said, you can follow her at Twitter at Alicia Malone and Malone's Movie Minute. You can also see her doing uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, something. I watched before I even really met you. You guys had just started it, but I saw. I was oh, like, "Yep, nice. we need to get these two girls involved in Schmoville." Yeah. Uh, Tick Tick Boom with Ma Garrett as well, who of course is my co-host for Jedi Alliance, and we're having fun there. So, <laughs> uh, also don't forget to find the Knapsack Files on Facebook. Like us there. Follow me on Twitter at Ken Knapsack if you want to uh, learn all about my miserable existence. And you can find us on iTunes and do me a favor: subscribe, rate, and review. It keeps the shows alive. And until next time, Alicia, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Thank Thanks for having me. I, I know you got about two more outfit changes left in your day. Yeah. So I'm going to get you on your way. And uh, for the rest of you, Knapsack Files, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>